Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast for today, October 2nd, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy here with uh, the proprietor of the New York Prop Exchange, our own John L., our top handicapper from Win Daily. John, how are you today? Well, I'm great. Thanks, man. I'm over here. Over here. Okay. So, but by the end of the show, you might be over there. You never know. I don't even know where I'm going, to be honest. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. All right, let's uh, let, let's get into it today. We'll, we'll break down running backs. Uh, make sure you listen to yesterday's podcast on demand for a quarterback rundown. Tomorrow they'll be talking about wide receivers. And on Friday, uh, our team will preview the full slate. Uh, start with the elite running backs. Uh, I, I have DraftKings prices, and John, hey, he has uh, FanDuel prices. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's 8700 the highest-priced guy. Uh, not the most ideal matchup against Jacksonville, but – McCaffrey can do it against anybody. Uh, Kamara, probably a better pick at $100 less. Dalvin Cook can do it against anybody, too. Uh, $8,400, but I feel like Kamara has more of a ceiling. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, $8,300 against the Green Bay Packers. I think he's going to be the crux of that offense. I would say out of those top four that I listed just there, probably Kamara and Zeke are my two favorites this week, John. Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of those guys are every week options. But, you know, I guess that's what we're here doing, trying to pick through when you're trying to choose just among those. If I had to pick one for me, it's really Zeke. Um, You know, listen, it's not Kamara's talent is ever in doubt, but Teddy Bridgewater's is. So I'm not really thrilled by the surrounding cast and the usage, the pace of play, or really anything I'm seeing from the Saints. So just that's enough to kind of scare me off. And give me Zeke, 8,800. On FanDuel, listen, we're back to the monster we used to. He's getting 96% of the snaps, and I still think the best games are in front of him. You know, he was working out, but he's got to get into game shape. Big conference rivalry coming up. He's coming off a tough game, so I expect a lot, a lot of Zeke. You know, last week is probably that anomaly. We're used to seeing four, more than four yards per carry, not the two he got versus the Saints. So if I am if I have money for the big chalk, give me Zeke this weekend. All right, uh, let's uh, move on to the next tier. Uh, David Johnson, 7,500 going against Cincinnati. That's a really good matchup. Cincinnati's 31st against the run. Melvin Gordon is back at 7,000, but he could be a, be a, see a split workload, so I probably wouldn't lean in that direction. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, 6,800, but until Sam Darnold comes back at quarterback, maybe there's a possibility he's back this week. I wouldn't use him necessarily, probably not against Philadelphia anyway. We're not a lot of upside. Austin Eckler is interesting at 6,700. He'll have a split workload. I'd still use him as a flex and seasonal, but I'm probably avoiding him. Then you got Leonard Fournette, who had a huge game last week against Carolina. He's 6,400. Uh, and then Mark Ingram is 6,300 going against the Steelers defense. That's a shell of what it used to be. James Conner is questionable. Joe Mixon's already looking like a bust. Uh, so within those two, within that range, the two I like press probably are David Johnson and Mark Ingram. Ingram just doesn't get enough credit right now. He's in seasonal overall, he's a top five running back right now, PPR formats. Yeah, I think Ingram, and, and just for the record, I actually have both of those guys starred this week. And at uh, for FanDuel, they're actually a little more expensive. Ingram's at 75, and um, Johnson is at 68. I have them both keyed up uh, as plays. Like I said, uh, I really only like Zeke up top, and to be honest, I may not get much of him. 
this middle ground, like I was saying last week, is really where I like to feast. As far as running backs, I'm more of a cash game player. But regardless, I always want an assurance of workload. So I'm going to try and hammer through, man, a lot of what you're talking about. Some guys that I really like now have some warts on them. Um, speaking about Leonard Fournette, who I really liked, we had the big breakout game. I saw reports today that Mitchell's hurt. If he is hurt and not playing, that's enough of a defensive shift against that. I'm, I'm going to fade that play. Um, Ingram, for sure, on Fanduel, 7,500. I think he's going to come in as a big chalk. And I think the distrust with him, as I was sniffing around, I really had the microscope out, is it's really a very low workload. You know, he's not really seen more than 16 carries. So the there's a lot of emphasis on him to be efficient. He has to be. He's, he's only seeing less than half of the snaps, even if he is a running back snap leader. That's not really what we want to see. So... Man, maybe I can see fading him even against those Steelers. You know, he's had two really big games over 100 yards, multiple TDs, and in the other two games he hasn't done much. So for the price on FanDuel, maybe I can get away from him. Uh, I'd like to take a step down. I like to eat in the 6,000 range. I'm definitely on DJ. You touched up a lot on him. There's really not much more other than if I could just say again how bad the Bengals have been uh, against running backs and even more so. Uh, when they're passing against them, running backs have gone for 31 of 36. That's receptions and targets, almost 300 yards and three scores. So you definitely want to get in Johnson, in my opinion, for under 7K. I like Aaron Jones also for under 7K. My appeal here is really with the usage. You know, we had every single one of the running back snaps after Jamal Williams went down. That was 13 carries and seven targets. Uh, Dallas is in the bottom third, defending running backs uh, against in the passing game. That's the bottom third in targets, receptions, and yards. His yards per carry is a little concerning. It's been below two the last two games. But he did have 100-plus against Minnesota, so I think the talent is there. Uh, Scott, sorry to run so long, but, you know, like I said, this is where I really like to get into it. Okay. Uh, so then when we go down to uh... – then we go down to 6,000 and below on DraftKings. I'm loving Derrick Henry. He's been very consistent. He's been 100 yards or a touchdown in, uh, in every game. More of a cash game play with a GPP uh, because, you know, he doesn't catch many passes. Uh, $6,000, like him as a cash game play. You mentioned Aaron Jones going against Dallas. You have to like the price at 5,900. Sony Michel, uh, been a big disappointment so far. Not the guy that we saw in the playoffs last year at 5,500. Wayne Goldman Jr., uh, you're dealing with a minor injury, but, uh, you know, we'll see 5,400 against Minnesota. Not a great matchup, more of a seasonal play than a DFS play. There's no way I'm using Devonta Freeman. He's toast. Uh, David Montgomery is the new C.J. Spiller. Every fantasy player uh, cries. So why does he get more carries? He's a 5,200. Jordan Howard's interesting against the Jets, only 5,100. The price hasn't caught up with last week's performance, and the Jets' defense might spend a lot of time on the field. So I'm liking Jordan Howard uh, as well within that price range. Yeah, a lot of info there. Yeah, a lot of good info. Um, you know, I, I did a little digging into that Montgomery, and, man, like you said, why isn't he getting the carries? Well, last week he did. He, he led in the snaps well, with 50. That was good for 70%. He did get 20 carries. And they only gave him two and a half yards per carry. You know, he's got a couple targets. He's had five of the last two, three receptions in each. But man, really not great. So I'm 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 off the I'm off that Bears running game until they can show me something. Uh, I don't go down too too cheap as far as running backs, like I said. But I do have a couple in in the cheaper range I'm into. 
I mean, I know you kind of you kind of pushed him, but Devonta Freeman, what what they may look to him in the future to do in the pass game, really might have some value, you know. And uh, the Texans have been very poor uh, against running backs in in the pass game. They may be the worst in the entire league. They've surrendered thirty five receptions already and two hundred and fifty yards to the running backs. Now, granted, I understand Freeman has not done much, but he had nine targets last week. And he had four every game before that, so we know he can be used as a weapon. This might be Atlanta throwing up the white flag on the run game, and if that's the case, then the extension of the run game through short passing will be focused around Freeman. So I could see where you could shrug him off. I think that may lead to low ownership, and I think he could provide value. My cheap cheap this week is probably Chris Thompson. And I know people, no one wants to face the Patriots, but... I think Thompson's going to be the absolute majority and focal point of the offense. Um, he's never had less than five targets in the game. He's gone up as high as eight. And he's one of only three running backs in the entire league to average more than seven. That's with CMC and DJ. So that's really a great company to be in when we're talking about pass-catching backs. So I think I'm not expecting the, the Redskins to do much, but I am expecting them to be down. I am expecting them to be under pressure. So I do expect them to bounce the ball out to Thompson. I can't let you do this. I, I, I can't let you do it, John. I can't I can't let you sit here and talk up Devonta Freeman. And, <laughs> I know, you know the, the, guy, the guy has not scored a single touchdown all year. You and cannot I'll... play him. You, you, you can't play him. He's had three games rushing-wise where he hasn't hit 30 yards. I know. He has three games where he hasn't had more than three receptions. If, if you want to cash, you can't use Devonta Freeman. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, but that's the nine. I'm always trying to be in front of the market on these things, and, you know, like I said, if, if they're shifting, if they're going through a paradigm shift on offense and they're giving up on running between the tackles, then I think you're going to see a minimum of seven, eight, nine catches a game from Freeman, and the defensive setup is there with, with Houston. Now, seven, without nine catches? Setup, you're talking about a guy in three games who had three catches, no more than three catches. Yeah. If they're gonna go, if they're gonna go to the air, it's gonna be Austin Hooper. It's gonna be Julio Jones. Well, I you think know, it's everybody. I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's not. It's not everybody. It's it's not Devonta Freeman. It's it's been Devonta Freeman for one game. Yeah, what was the last one? So maybe it's recency bias. But like I said, I I'm more into the defensive matchup. So maybe I should have put that first. If it wasn't for the Texans and the way they've been so porous in defending against running backs through the air. Uh, I would not be making that mention. But, All right, you know, let, let, I, let, let, let's say let's say he catches seven passes, right? Right. And he, he ends up with like 50 receiving yards. It's 12 points. Then he gets four, 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 40 rushing yards and 16 points. Well, I think the receiving yards, I think that's the part that becomes hard to predict because, you know, that's all about one wide receiver block clears him to go the whole way. You know, he, he he's Devonta Freeman going all the way, explosive. It's not three years ago, John. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe you got me, and maybe I'm trying to buy too low. Maybe I'm outsmarting myself. You know, I I do have him below all the guys I had before, but like I said, if I'm stuck, man, if I'm stuck, I I really. I don't see anyone else lower than I that I like. I mean, I even tried. Now, I'm a draft king. Jordan, Jordan Howard Thompson. is Jordan Howard is two hundred dollars less. Yeah, he's three hundred more on FanDuel. Scott, I think you're really bringing up a great point. As you were running through these guys, this is this week really 
the prices, the discrepancy is completely flip-flopped. Because as you were going off, I liked Ingram as a value for you. For FanDuel, you have to pay a premium. You know, and it's it's tough out there this week. The FanDuel pricing for running backs is very difficult. There aren't any starters lower than him. You know, I guess Ronald Jones. I guess Ronald Jones. But even Derrick Henry is 500 more. And and there's is not Frank, Is there. Frank Gore cheaper on FanDuel? Is Chris Thompson cheaper on FanDuel? Chris Thompson is cheaper. Frank, there you go. Well, fr- Frank Gore, that's that's tough because they're they're splitting work. You know, it's not even like no, it's a no, core, no, he's, core no, show he's not. It's single until Singletary comes back. They're really not splitting work. Yel- Yeldon's really not a factor. Well, Yeldon outsnapped them last week, so that's that's tough for me. If yeah, you know, but what about what about the touches? I mean, Yeldon's on the field, but how much is he touching the ball? Yeah, he's he's gotten work through the passing game, and I guess that's more if they're down. Also, I think automatically, really, the first thing I Gore has Gore is, has four touchdown runs already. Yeah, I'm uh, listen. Uh, agree. Man, I'm sorry. Remember, I'm sorry. So Hold no on. Balance, so he's he's got two. He's got two. We're removing the key cog from that offense. I don't want any part to do with any part to do with any Buffalo Bill without Josh Allen. If you give me Josh Allen, that's true. Scott, that's true. Scott, you give me Gore. If you know I what? Allen, I had a brain fart on that. I forget my book. No, 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 no. Listen, Frank, forget you what really I said. For all the listeners, is to make sure that you haven't left any stones unturned. So, granted, if Allen's playing, I'll take the the giant red X on Freeman and go down to Allen. Uh, I mean, go yeah, down yeah, to like, at, at some point, I just want to stop with certain guys. We're like, no more. Stop the hype. In seasonal leagues, everybody's trying to trade Devonta Freeman. And then I hear other guys going, do you think I should take him? No, he's done. He's toast. No. Then, I, then, then last week, I heard all this about Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins has done nothing since week one. He's been right. inconsistent. Always. And all injured his whole career except for one big year in Buffalo. Oh, Scott, Scott, I got one more big note. I forgot. I got one more big note. I forgot because I – we got through – well, now I have two things, of course. Always one more with me. The guy that I wrote off personally was Jordan Howard because I was chasing him throughout his career, and he is consistently disappointed. Yeah, and you like Miles Sanders instead. Yeah. Work chair. Man, this guy could really be really good. He's only 6,500. But the player I was getting at that I forgot, because, again, you know, with same with Allen, you always have to keep injuries on in the front of your mind, is uh, Jalen Samuels with the Steelers. I know they're going up against the Ravens, but without Connor, just the usage alone, Samuels is worth it for 5,000 FanDuel bucks. You know, he threw three passes. Oh, yeah. He had ten carries, and he had eight receptions. So, well, he might he might start this week. And he, he's, he's, on, he's only forty. He's only on forty one hundred on DraftKings, and he might yeah, start so this week. If Connor is out, I think, like I said, purely on a on a usage base, you have to get him in the lineup, especially because he's shown to be multifaceted. They're going to let him take direct snaps. They're going to let him throw the ball. So. Uh, for anyone listening, you know, definitely star that. Make sure that you're keeping an eye on the Connor reports because if, if that's injuries keeping him out, we absolutely want to be on Samuels at the price. 
Yeah, you're listening to uh, the Win Daily podcast today with uh, with our good friend uh, John John L and myself of Top Handicapper. Check out his picks, everybody's picks, uh, sports betting section, part of Premium Gold. Uh, our cash with the flash and our capper Steve's been doing really well lately, and uh, you know John hits all hits uh, very big on the props. Going under five thousand on FanDuel. Uh, Ronald Jones at 4,600 going against New Orleans. I still want to see more uh, before, you know, I get him into a daily lineup. But uh, I like him as a seasonal add. Uh, he's finally showing signs of emerging as that lead back that they want to under this new regime in Tampa Bay. You mentioned Chris Thompson. He's only 4,600 on FanDuel. Uh, Josh Jacobs is only 4,500, but he's facing the Bears. Miles Sanders is 4,500 against the Jets. But I can't use Miles Sanders just yet because the reason why Jordan Howard's not playing is Jordan Howard's running with authority and confidence. Miles Sanders is so pretty to watch with his cutback moves. He can make people miss, but he's hesitant. He dances, and uh, that gets him in a lot of trouble. And you know, when he stops doing that, uh, you know, maybe he'll perform better. Carlos Hyde is forty-three hundred, but he's probably maybe the worst starting running back in the AFC outside of Miami. So. There's no way I could I could really mention using him. Um, kind of hard to find punt plays uh, really this week at all. Probably Samuels is going to be so widely owned. If you want to stay below five thousand on DraftKings, and, you know I don't like Philip Lindsay necessarily against the Chargers. Forty nine hundred might have a decent day. I think Chris Thompson and Samuels are the way to go. Uh, but then if I want to stick around that five thousand mark, Jordan Howard's the way to go. Yeah, I, I got to agree. There's, I don't want to do, you know, I don't want to get too cute and dig too far into the bargain bin, because then a lot of times, you know, that that fist is full of air. So I, I like to stay focused in that six thousand range in Fanduel, where I feel like I'm getting guys that could finish in a top five RB for the week. You know, like you said, you really covered all the all the bargain guys. It's got to be Samuels if he's available. For me, even somebody like Ronald Jones, you're really just you're really just overthinking this. The opportunities are, are, are not there. And they're facing a tough Saints defense. You know, even all the cheap plays have a lot of warts to them. So I wouldn't even look at Hyde. I'm not interested in either of the Broncos running backs. Now that Freeman outsnapped Lindsey, for me, that's too murky, those waters. It, it's just tough at the bottom this week. I'd really try and stay in the middle. All right, let's move on to seasonal waivers here and some of our recommendations. And uh, we'll start at running back. With Jordan Howard, if I'm going to bid on Fab, uh, and I really need a running back, look, great performance, running hard. That was a very early in the career Bears-type performance. But, uh, and look, running back is thin. Uh, but remember, he's still in a committee. I would not blow more than, say, if I'm desperate for a running back, I'd blow 50% of my budget on it. Otherwise, I'm probably not going higher than 40. He would be my top waiver ad, especially at the position. We talked about Ronald Jones. Uh, I think he's progressively getting better and showing signs of life. Uh, you know, the ownership is just over 30% in some leagues. So I think you got to pick him up. you got to take a flyer and running back with a lot of speed, a lot of talent. He'd be my second pickup. Probably blow about 35% on my budget. And then, uh, you know, there's really not anything else there running back unless you want to take a really deep flyer on Jay Ajayi who could probably help by going back to Miami uh, or maybe Houston or Washington. 
but there's really not a lot about out there running back this week, John. Yeah, I think we covered all the main running backs for sure. There's one other player I would keep a little tick mark next to, depending on your need for running back. I know we're in the part of the year where it does get kind of desperate for some people. And, you know, Marlon Mack did leave the game with an ankle injury, so that could open the door for Jordan Wilkins. And, you know, once they make the announcement, if they do, I'm not saying they will, but if they do announce that Mack is out, it's too late to get Wilkins already. So maybe you could kind of swoop it now, get him added on the cheap, I wouldn't give well, up. A lot, a lot of people are recording this still have Wednesday waivers, though. You know, there's a lot of Tuesday runs, but a lot of people have Wednesday runs as well. Yeah, listen, if I can get away for cheap, I'll take Wilkins. If, if I'm not going to spend the number one pick on him, and I'm not going to blow my fab budget. But if this is somebody you think, you know, for just a couple bucks, two, three, four percent, might end up with a starting role where he's featured. You know, he he could pay dividends. But again, you know, it's a little bit of a reach. But that's this part of the season we're at. I do remember though Wilkins getting chances to start in the past, though, and not making much of them. But that that was behind a bit. The offensive line wasn't as good as it is now. So that's true. Uh, yeah, wide receivers: Geronimo Allison, uh, about fifty-three yeah. three percent owned. Uh, with Devontae Adams out, he could get more looks, and he's caught touchdown passes in two of the last three games. A.J. Brown, tremendous separation gears, but the inconsistency of Mariota concerns me. Probably would be my second uh, my second pick in it, or maybe third, probably behind Auden Tate. You know, now with John Ross out, too, he's led the uh, Bengals in receiving yards for the last three games. So uh, I'd probably go Allison, uh, Tate, and then Brown. But if Deontay Johnson is still available uh, – I, I maybe like him even, even a little bit more over Brown. Yeah, you really – I'm on the same exact four guys. Just maybe the order is a little bit different. You know, again, give me Allison first because of the possibility at least of, you know, playing with Aaron Rodgers and the quarterback that we hope he can be. I think after that, you know, I like um, Johnson because with the new quarterback comes a new distribution and – it looks like he really might be the, the favorite there. And much of the chagrin of all the Juju owners, you know, Johnson was the focal point, and he looked good doing it. So I think he's a must-own. Of course, when any, whenever someone like Ross goes down, Tate is, is, has to be owned. He has to be owned. But I'm not expecting much. If you watch Dalton, it looks like the bad Andy is back. And, man, bad Andy is really bad. Yeah, tight end, uh, go with Jimmy Graham. Uh, he's available in a lot of leagues. Six catches for 61 yards and a touchdown last week and a ton of red zone targets or near the goal line after Devontae Adams went out. So, you know, he's not who he was. And when you watch him on film, you know, for a big guy, he's not very physical, you know, NFL physical. Uh, you know, he drops the ball, he gets it popped out, et cetera. But, look, it's tight end. He can be top 10 while uh, at the position while Devontae Adams is out. Dawson Knox has had two good games in a row. He'd probably be my, my second because, uh, you know, once Allen – well, actually, though, you know, without Allen, you don't like Dawson Knox as much. And Chris Herndon is about a game away uh, from, from returning. Liked him a lot last year. was a pleasant surprise. But when, when, when uh, Darnold comes back by – you know, the ceiling, I think, is a little lower than it was last year because they do have Jamison Crowder, uh, you know, in that short passing game. So, but I, I would take a flyer on him. 
yeah, I, I don't think I'm kicking down the door for any of those guys. Um, you know, if, if you're desperate for this week, you know, really any of those guys in any week, I, I'd probably get down to my tight end defense rankings and just look for the touchdown. Uh, if we're talking... Uh, Gray, Gray here, was a good pickup while Adam's out, I think. Yeah, listen, if, if, you, if we're talking season-long replacement, which is generally where I like to aim when I'm playing season-long is somebody that can stay there, give me Herndon. You know, if he's still out there, I want to make sure I grab him now just on the possibility that we have somebody that could be easily looking at, you know, six to seven targets every week minimum and is going to be a target in the end zone. And since the bye week is behind them, you know, should be no more worries. And, like, that'd be great to check that box for the rest of the season, you know, or at least until something absolutely better comes up where you're not shuffling every week. So I'd be looking at Herndon. And other than that, you know, between Font and Knox and Eifert and Graham, listen, it's kind of a lot of the same. You have to know you could come out with a zero. All right. Uh, you'll never come out with a zero by listening to uh, the master of the New York Prop Exchange. Follow, follow me at MLB Moving Average on Twitter on John L. John, thanks for being with us today. Tomorrow, Dan, Dan Weir and uh, DFS Pro Jordan Sisk make their debut. We'll see you tomorrow.